Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. The following is a CA original. The Mighty Sound of the South, tailgating on Tiger Lane. Each one a Memphis football tradition. This is the Tiger Football Podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Tigers Football Podcast. This is Evan Barnes. Uh, We're going to try something different this season. Instead of just hearing me and Mark Giannato talking your ears off about the Tigers football team and get our thoughts, we're going to try to invite guests on to add a different perspective to what's going on with the Tigers this season. So I'm excited to have our first guest on. He is the Mississippi State beat writer for the Clarion Ledger, Stefan Kreisnick. Stefan, how you doing, my man? I'm good, man. How you doing, Evan? It's, it's nice to be on talking to football finally. It's finally football season, man. It is. It is. And I know you guys are excited down there in Starkville. The folks in Memphis are excited here. And here we are just a few days away from the season opener. So it's going to be a, a fun time in Starkville. I've never been. So I, I'm looking forward to being down there. So um, we figured we want to just, you know, get your perspective on Mississippi State. You cover the team. You know the team well. Um, first off, is there much of a revenge factor with Mississippi State? Because obviously the last time they played Memphis, that game was a close loss here at uh, Simmons Bank Liberty Stadium. Is there a sense of revenge on anyone's mind down there at uh, at practice? Yeah, I don't know if it's so much revenge as it is the fact that, you know, Mississippi State is really aware of this opponent coming up and it's not going to be a non-conference opponent that gets overlooked. Um, by the Bulldogs. I mean, they they know. I mean, Memphis has been a good program for the better part of a decade or so, and and Mississippi State knew that. It's not that they really overlooked Memphis last year, but you know, after losing, it's definitely a team that's going to be on your radar, especially when it's Week One night game. You know, that environment in Starkville. Um, it, it's all built up for it to be a really fun game where you really don't need revenge to be something on your mind because you don't need any extra motivation to to what's already out there. Um, and, and I think part of it too is, you know, when you think back to that game last year, I mean, that was a crazy game, um, with, you know, the SEC, uh, acknowledging some poor officiating, but on top of that, um, you know, Mississippi state played pretty poor to the point where they shouldn't have been in a position for the officiating to, to kind of, you know, win or lose that game for you. So multiple things go into that. Um, and, and I think when, when you think back to that game, there wasn't really any chippiness, right? That there wasn't, you know, the teams weren't really chirping at each other. There, there was no fights that broke out or anything like that. So, I think if that had happened, if you had had some, you know, unnecessary roughness penalties and things like that, sway the game, maybe you would have uh, a little bit more of that revenge factor. But I think, it, generally speaking, uh, this is a game that Mississippi State knows the magnitude of, knows their opponent well, um, has seen the opponent. Obviously, the um, you know, be, being you know only a couple of hours away uh, from each other adds to it. So I, I think there's just so much already built into this game that that revenge isn't really something that we've heard talked about a lot. Speaking of that game, obviously Will Rogers, the quarterback for for Mississippi, he had a good, he had a solid game last year. I think you know maybe he had a better game than just solid, but obviously he's back in this this air raid system. How is he developing? And do you get the sense that he's just very comfortable now? you know, looking to build on a really strong season. Yeah, no, I, I think the most important thing in a Mike Leach offense is having a quarterback 
um, that that's experience and that's a veteran and and everywhere you know look at his stops at Texas Tech at Washington State he's always had an experienced quarterback Will Rogers being a true freshman in 2020 taking over that offense was very rare Will Rogers being a sophomore last year you know by the time Memphis saw him last year when you think back to the shortened 2020 season it wasn't about until a few games after Memphis that Rogers had 12 starts under his belt so he was kind of entering you know that Memphis game with only about you know, three quarters of a season's worth of experience. And that game, like many of the games last year for Mississippi State, the offense got out to a really slow start. I'm sure Memphis fans remember that fumble that was returned for a touchdown, either like the first or second play for scrimmage, something like that. Um, the, the offense got out slow, and I think a lot of that, um, you know, fell on Will Rogers' hand. It sounds like with Will Rogers, he's got more games under his belt now, kind of the same way that Memphis has with, uh, Seth Hennigan, after his freshman season, he's got more games. He's played 12 games um, where he knows what he's doing. It sounds like Will Rogers now is just more confident within this offense. Yeah, no, absolutely. He has a better knowledge of this offense. And, and a huge thing that's talk, talk about is his pre-snap reads. He got better as the season went on last year. He knows it really well this year. He's seen SEC defenses. He's seen Memphis de- Memphis's defense before. Like he he and his running backs, I mean, the, the two running backs that they got, Marks and Johnson, are also juniors. Um, their center, LaQuinston Sharp, is either 50 or 60. With COVID, I don't know how many years people have been in college anymore. It seems like forever. Um, but but that core of, of center, quarterback, running back, they've all been together for a while. Where they're going to make the biggest step is their pre-snap reads. If they can make the right calls and, you know, people talk about the air rate and the passing. When they make the adjustment to make a run and can see that um, teams are sagging off expecting that pass, that's when you see their best success. That's what fans are looking for in Will Rogers here. Is is he ready to make that jump in terms of a knowledge of an IQ of the game that people want him to his junior season? All the signs in practice like lead to that. It's hard to predict in practice, you know, watching practice, but that's the direction that, that people feel with Mississippi State. Definitely. All right. Well, you mentioned a few other guys in the offense, the two running backs. Um, I know Mississippi State, they lost a couple of players to the draft. Charles Clark, I believe Martin Emerson is no longer there. Who, who are some key players that Memphis fans should try to watch for going into this game? Yeah, well, I'll say on defense and, and you know, Memphis fans probably remember Emmanuel Forbes because he kind of was that number two behind Emerson. He was the one that's starting. So so fans know him. I will say, you know, keep an eye on, on DeCamion Richardson. He's the guy that's stepping in now with Emerson gone and, and going to be a starter. Um, doesn't have too much experience under his belt, but he's got the frame and the size to be a decent SEC corner. I think he's a guy that right away from the jump is going to go into game one, you know, feeling like he has something to prove because there's fans who, who are watching him a bit under a microscope because Phelan Emerson's shoes is big, right? So he's a guy that's going to be ready to, to go from the jump and want to make some plays. And I assume Memphis, like many teams, is going to attack him knowing that they don't want to throw to Forbes now, uh, which was kind of the opposite last year. Everyone threw to Forbes because they didn't want to throw to em- or Emerson. So you kind of got this domino effect going. Another guy is, is Tyrus Sweet, linebacker, who... You know, I, I was talking to an NFL scout that was at uh, State's practice, you know, a, a couple weeks ago. And, um, you know, in no way do you want to compare him to a great player like Khalil Mack. But in terms of the sense of being a linebacker who can put his hand in the ground, rush a passer, drop back, help in the pass game, be able to, to cover a running back, has the speed to cover a running back. Uh, Tyrus Sweet is definitely a guy to keep an eye on. And one of those guys who, if he puts it all together, can be, you know, first team, second team, all SEC type player. On offense, it'll be a lot of the similar receivers um, that, that Memphis fans saw, minus Makai Polk. He's gone. Uh, he's with the Ravens now. Um, Caleb Duckin is stepping into that, that spot, another you know, 6'3", 6'4", guy 
fits the role of what you want in an outside receiver in the air raid offense. Keep an eye on him. Uh, in terms of the offensive line, it's going to all center around center. Look, Winston Sharp. Um, he, he's the, you know, he's the elder guy coming back. He's the one that, you know, was granted another year of eligibility. Um, it, it is a huge vocal point with, you know, with cross gone, it's going to be on sharp a lot to, to make those pre-snap reads and know where the pressure is going to be coming from along with Will Rogers. So I would say LaQuinza sharp on the offensive line, Caleb Duckin at receiver linebacker, Tyrus Wee and defensive back, uh, Decameron Richardson. Definitely, definitely. And I can't let you go. This is my last question. Obviously, everyone knows Mississippi State, the Cowbells. Um, Memphis at practice last week, they uh, brought Cowbells to practice. They had them piped in over the the loudspeakers. They brought them for the sidelines. Um, (laughs) First of all, what what did you think when you saw that story, you know, from from over here at Memphis? And just kind of how loud is that atmosphere going to be come Saturday? Yeah, no, I thought, I mean, it, it's not the first time I, I've seen that type of story before, but but it's always funny to see it because uh, I know it, it can't be fun to listen to in practice. And I know it's it's one of the, you know, we talked to uh, some of the assistant coaches uh, from Mississippi State the other day, and I asked them that. I was like, hey, you know, Memphis is pumping in cowbells. What kind of advantage do you think that gives you when, you know, even through practice, these teams have to do all this? And, and when you combine the air raid offense with the three-three-five defense, with the cowbells, Mississippi State at least leading up to the game has to be one of the tougher teams to prepare for, which they pride themselves on. The cowbells are loud, man. I, that, that's one thing where you know people always ask me, well, "What's it like covering the games at Mississippi State? Are the cowbells really as loud as they seem on TV?" And I'm like, "Yes, they are, just as loud as you would imagine. I, it, it's it's a crazy sound." Um, you, you know, you hope you have, uh, you know, as, as writers, we love writing in really cool environments, right? We love going to stadiums with cool environments, and and the Cowbells really are a cool environment. And and I think, you know, with it being a night game, week one against Memphis, it, it's going to be a good crowd. I think we'll have a good turnout. It'll be really loud. Uh, to any Memphis fans listening to this who are coming to the game, uh, like I told Evan before we started recording, may, bring some ibuprofen just in case. You, you might, you, you'd be surprised. You get there, you kind of get used to the loud sounds. You're like, all right, this is fine. And then right around like towards the end of the fourth quarter, you're like, my head's starting to hurt. I wonder why. It's because they're so loud. So bring, bring some ibuprofen just in case. It doesn't hurt. <laughs> well, Stefan, we, we thank you for coming on with us here. Thank you for sharing your insight. And uh, I think for me, maybe the biggest tidbit is this Mississippi State defense is no joke. There's a lot of experience on that side of the ball, and it's going to be quite, quite the chess match between um, – Tim Cranzy, the Memphis offensive coordinator, and this uh, experienced, long, athletic Mississippi State defense. Um, he told us this week, Cranzy, that uh, this is kind of the defense you want to see if you had a defense like this. So it's going to be really interesting to see how that plays out. Also, the cowbells, the environment at Mississippi State, it's going to be loud. So all you Tiger fans who are coming down to Starkville, be ready. Be prepared. It's going to be loud. We didn't hear cowbells this week at Memphis practice, but – it's going to be loud. So hang in, bring some earplugs, maybe bring some, uh, like Stefan said, bring some uh, ibuprofen on hand because it might be a loud ringing out there at uh, Davis Wade Stadium. But again, thank you for uh, joining us on our podcast and uh, look forward to seeing you in Starkville. Yeah, looking forward to, to seeing you there, man. Safe travels down and uh, thanks for having me on. Uh, this will be an interesting game. Obviously, Memphis won last year's game. So Mississippi State kind of looking for revenge. It's going to be interesting weather-wise. I checked the temperature. It'll probably be a little bit cloudy, maybe some rain. So we'll have to monitor that, bring some umbrellas just in case. 
But overall, I think it should be a great start for Memphis to its season. I think the season opener, you kind of want to have that star-studded game to look forward to. And here you are. You're going to an SEC school. I think it's great for Memphis. So we'll see what happens. But I want to point out one more thing before we wrap up here. Um, our columnist, Mark Giannato, had a great piece at CommercialAppeal.com talking about um, Memphis has a free swing this week. That basically this is the the lowest pressure game they will have on the schedule. And I think that's interesting. I think if you look at the schedule, obviously if Memphis loses to Mississippi state, people will not be as surprised or it won't be unexpected because you're, you're playing a sec team. But if you look at it in the, in the scheme of the, of the season at whole, I think Memphis absolutely can look at this game and say, Hey, you're playing with house money. You go out there, you give it your best shot, but the real test is going to be against Navy this week. Your main goal is leave Starkville, putting up a good first fight and hopefully nobody gets hurt because you're going to need all hands on deck for Navy to deal with that triple option. So um, I think there's something to what Mark said. So we'll definitely see what happens. And um, we got some predictions for you. Um, Commercialpill.com again. I got my predictions on the season uh, game by game predictions, some four bowl predictions. You might've seen my predictions for Memphis, Mississippi state. I have Mississippi state winning this game. So does Mark. Um, but our season predictions are going to be a little different. If you saw my story, I had Memphis going seven and five. Mark, on the other hand, said, hey, this is kind of a team for Memphis where they may win a game that you think they'll lose and they may lose a game you think they should win. So Mark was a bit more generous and he said that Memphis will go eight and four this year. So if you're holding on to your predictions to, to hold us accountable at the end of the year, I got him going seven and five. Mark has them going eight and four. It should be a really interesting bounce back season for Memphis. And if you're worried about my seven and five prediction, remember seven and five gets you in a bowl game. So you can still get that eighth win in a bowl game. And I think that looks a lot better than seven and five. So we'll see what happens. It should be a fun, fun season, but Saturday comes first. We'll be down there in Starkville, giving you all the great coverage at Davis Wade stadium. We'll have all your content at commercialappeal.com. So on that note, Enjoy these next few days. Football is back. I'm Evan Barnes. We'll be back next week to wrap up the Mississippi State game and look ahead to Navy. So until then, guess we got to have more cowbell this weekend. Tiger Football Podcast is a production of the Commercial Appeal. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.